Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. Bring it up, Kenny. Costos, Ken Barkley, and you. And you. <laughs> right now. I was going to say, like, so I, I was like, do I like that, starting the power hour with that? And I think I was kind of on the fence, like, do I want to keep doing this? And I think the answer is yes. And I think the bit will now become, I will just elongate the you every single time and just make it fun for myself. I think that's how, that's how it works. Nick Costos, Ken Barkley, and you. And you. <laughs> so right now, you're on, the sh- you're on the show. All right. Uh, coming up this hour, the final hour, the power hour on You Better You Bet. Many bets. Many, 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 many bets in many different sports. Hockey, NBA, college hoops, Thursday Night Football, Cowboys and Seahawks, all coming up as we move along here in the final hour of the show. But we got to keep up our conversation here and wrap up NFL awards here on this tremendous football Thursday as we are you know, careening towards kickoff here, week 13 in the professional. So, Kenny, bring the music up here, and I tease going into the end of hour number three, Ken. And you did a great job, as you called it, and I would agree. Like a thorough unpacking of the coach of the year market right now and saying, you know, the problem is, you know, maybe Dan Campbell's a vulnerable favorite, but there's so many options, right? So many good choices for you to choose from. And it's it's hard to pick like the right one, right? It, it, it's a race that has a lot of potential winners. How do you pick the right one? So I don't know if you bet any of these guys, Ken, or if your betting advice to anyone would even be to bet any of these guys. Maybe it's just, hey, like you, the person listening and watching, you know, maybe your opinion is. Is that, you know, Nick Sirianni and the Eagles are going 16-1, and in which case maybe bet Sirianni. Or, like, Mike Tomlin and the Steelers are going to win out and go 13-4. and four. Like, maybe bet Mike Tomlin. What's your opinion, Ken, as to who's going to end up winning this award? Um, My best guess, and so this is, like, this is not a 
I have a price opinion in a second too, but just like a, Hey, like gut feel. How do you think the season's going to turn out? I think the story of this year is the Eagles are going to skate past all these close games. I think they're going to win all of them. I think they win all of them. I think they won the first two. I think they're going to figure out a way to win the next two. And, uh, and when that happens, I think Sirianni wins the award. I think it becomes like a coronation of this month of, I think Hertz is going to win. I think he's going to win. That's just like my gut about what I think is going to happen. But look, like they're a dog and there'll be a dog next week. And I, I need Dak so bad to play well tonight and win and play against the Eagles just because the payout is phenomenal if he wins MVP and it like really it got into range like it really could happen um but like what do I just kind of think is going to happen I think they're just like a really 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 good team and I think they're going to win these games I think it's going to like justify getting a bunch of awards at the end of the year uh of the improvement coaches like if I had to what do I think is the most likely like Texans have a big rest of season Broncos have a big rest of season Colts have a big rest of season um i mean like you know i've been on denver for a while like we've talked about it i like them this weekend against houston i know a lot of people like houston instead like that's cool stroud's awesome like the offense is really good houston could definitely win um you know i would prefer like peyton i i will say it feels like some of the loudest voices are are rooting for peyton over the other two just if you have to take the three and like compare them just in terms of like people who talk about the nfl what they're saying just like if the Broncos go, what, they start one and five and they end up making the playoffs. And have won five, have won five straight, yep. Yeah, just, I mean, not that that's like more of an accomplishment than like turning around Houston and we know what that's been the last few years or like what Shane Steichen's doing with like duct tape at the quarterback position and scoring a bunch of points. Like it's all impressive. And this is what I mean. Like it's all impressive. Like the Texans and the Colts might make the playoffs. Sean Payton was one and five. He might. These are easy cases to make, and there's too many of them. There's just too many of them. Um, and we haven't even talked about like fringier ones, like Tomlin, who like what do they just win every game? He like he can't win. I think it's less likely. I think one of these other guys will win instead. But like he like could win still. Like I have to at least consider it possible. I don't think Mike McDaniel can win. I don't think he's like in this conversation anymore. Which is like it doesn't have to. And again. It doesn't have to be fair. Just I don't think he like I don't get the sense he's in this conversation anymore. Like they had all the test games, they lost all of them. If they win out, I'm sure he'll get some votes. It's, and he's a great story. Just like I get the sense that like these other stories have taken over every captured everyone's attention, and his story hasn't. And he doesn't really have a lot of opportunities to get that attention back. Too, by the way, like I, I, it's great for Tyreek Hill that they play Washington and Tennessee. It's not great for the spotlight of the Miami Dolphins that they play Washington and Tennessee the next two weeks. Games no one will be paying attention to whatsoever. Um, so that's kind of how I feel about McDaniel. And I can be wrong; this it gets a little subjective. Of the improvement coaches, like I like Denver as the team the most, but they're a dog this weekend. So again, uh, subjective there. Uh, what do I think is going to happen the rest of the year? I got a bad feeling the Eagles are just going to run the table here and just win all these games. Smoke and mirrors, uh, hook shot field goals from 59 yards, all this stuff. I feel like this is just going to keep happening and and really, really kind of make me upset. The price, real quick, the conversation, just worth noting at MGM, and I, I alluded to this, like hinted at it on the show earlier this week, the prices on the coaches will obviously not be the same at every sports book. They'll be very close, like there'll be some discrepancies, but frequently they won't be that significant. MGM, for what it's worth, does have like an off-market price on Steichen right now. He's 16 at MGM. He has 10 or less basically everywhere else. I'll, I'll also say every time I say something like this, I get a note 10 seconds later saying, hey, that price changed. He's actually now 10 to 1. <laughs> like, I, you know, like a, a lot of you know, people listen, just like, oh, it doesn't take a lot of money to uh, to change a price uh, on an award market. The limits are pretty low on it. I'll just say like that one is a, a little bit of an outlier. Like if all three have good cases 
And if Houston and Indianapolis and Denver, like I'll have a shot at kind of being that surprise team and that playoff team, like Steichen probably can't be 16, I guess, anymore. I guess that would be the right way to look at it. Even if uh, I don't think there's a lot of differentiating between the three surprise head coaches. My, my, my last I, I can't believe that I'm going to ask this question and we can move on to comeback player of the year in okay. a second. And maybe it's, maybe it's a really quick answer. Oh, is so this coming... a guy we haven't talked about? I haven't, I have a name that we haven't talked about yet that I just think is oh. like kind of nuts. Maybe I'm going like, to I, I don't names. think he can win. Okay. So, so coming into the year, there were two like really hot names that were bandied about, like yeah. not just by us. One of them is going to be my name too. But like yeah. by a lot of like people that do betting content. And like, sometimes I think like, like we, not just you, but me, it's like especially kind of use the term like betting content creators in a negative. Like just like people that do what we do, right? Um, people were really into like one of two names and other names also, but like it felt like these two were, were being pushed more than others for good reason before the year. Uh, Matt LaFleur and Arthur Smith. So both guys kind of cratered a couple weeks ago and looked like the Falcons were dead in the water and looked like the Packers were not only dead in the water, but like dead as a franchise if Jordan Love was going to be bad for a while. And now, like a phoenix rising from the ashes, Green Bay like might be the seven, may, might get to the six, depending on how this all works out. Or they could also miss the playoffs. The Falcons are currently in first place in the NFC South. I think they're going to win the division. They don't have to, but like it feels like both of these guys, to quote our friends at POD, that feel so alive. What what about Lafleur and Arthur Smith at huge prices right now for Coach of the Year? Any any thought or consideration to either one of those guys? <laughs> I think they are. Uh... I think Arthur Smith is a price drop that's never winning. That's like the best way I can put it. I think neither. I think both both coaches have almost a 0% chance. I just want to be clear about that. Both teams are five and six right now. You would have to envision any kind of case for coach of the year involves winning every game from now to the rest of the season. And I like LaFleur more than Smith as a candidate, like uh, putting aside, like I'll say why I don't think he can win in a second. It's pretty obvious, but like, I like LaFleur as like a personality more than Arthur Smith. I think people like LaFleur more than they like Arthur Smith. Maybe not by a lot, but I do think they, I think people don't like Arthur Smith, just to be perfectly honest. And even if he has this like about face and change of heart or whatever, like they're going to vote for somebody else instead. The max the Falcons can go is 11 and six. And while that would be an improvement from last year, a pretty significant improvement, it's a little tough. They have the schedule to do it, to be fair. There are six games, Jets, Bucks, Panthers, Colts, Bears, Saints. They can really go six and zero down the stretcher. Like it's really a thing. And he won't be two hundred. Was he two hundred fifty to one, three hundred one, whatever it is? He he won't be that when they start doing this. But like, do I think he can get votes? No, I don't. I don't think he can get votes because I think Sirianni or one of these other three guys is going to at least be like nine and eight or ten and seven, and that takes they're going to get votes instead of Arthur Smith. I just I think they, I could be wrong. People could disagree. I think that's how it would play out. I would like LaFleur as a candidate. I actually really would. Like, I, I liked him to start the year, obviously. Um, they play the Chiefs this weekend. They lose. It's already done. They're seven-point dog. They lose the game. It's literally a zero. It's it's probably zero already, to be honest. But it's re, it's really zero. If they lose, they'd be five and seven. Can't bet a guy going into a game where they're a seven-point dog. I always like to look ahead on this. Like, can I get some momentum going on a big bet? This is why we bet Dak. Like, I don't bet Dak going into the Eagles game. I bet him when I can gain some momentum on the price, go and then go into the Eagles game with a big number, uh, even though I think they could lose that game. Like, I, this is the worst time to bet LaFleur. Unless, I guess if you loved them in the game, like if you thought really that they were like so alive to win and you had whatever, inside information or just your opinion, then yeah, like 
you could put a couple bucks on him. I, I don't what, know. Like, I'm trying to think of a reason why someone would bet what, him right now. What, what would the inside information be? Like, Patrick Mahomes has the flu again? I guess that Taylor could be Swift, it, right? Taylor Swift still isn't going to be there, so Kelsey will be bad. I don't know. Uh, I, whatever. Whatever it is. If you just like if you like the Packers in the game, maybe, maybe that's a bet that ages well. The Arthur Smith one's funny because I, I do think, like, his price is probably going to go down. I mean, how could it not? Like, they're, they might win every game the rest of the season. It's really not going to go down. But this is... This is a tough case to make when we get to the end of the season and it's, you know, 10 and 7 or 11 and 6 him against Houston makes the playoffs or Indy makes the playoffs or Denver makes the playoffs or Philly loses one game or even two games versus his case. That's just like so many guys you got to or, or Dan Campbell, by the way, who could definitely still win um, too many guys ahead of him that I think we get votes instead. What was uh? Did I did I name one of the guys that you were going to mention? Lafleur was, okay. was the guy I was going to bring up just to say like it's fun, but they're playing the Chiefs like you would never bet him right now. All right, you better you bet with Nick and Ken Power Hour here on the Thursday. We will get to all of our bets for tonight, including Cowboys and Seahawks side total and props coming up in a little bit. We have one more NFL award market to hit, though, Ken, and that is Comeback Player of the Year, where DeMar Hamlin remains the favorite heading into Week 13, minus 200 at the King of Sportsbooks Bet MGM. The Bills are on their buy, obviously. Tua Tungavailoa, the second choice in the market at 3-1. to one. Russell Wilson, one-time baby. Russ is at 10-1. to one. Aaron Rodgers is at 12. I don't think he's playing this year, but it's possible that he does. I don't think he's going to. I Practice talked about that yesterday on the show. It's worth. Like, yeah. But, like, I, did we, we didn't do this on the show. Can I, can I do, like, no, I we didn't do, do like, the story. Sentence. Okay, we we both so, we both think the same thing too. You should, but you should say what you think. Yeah. So I and I talked about this on my head on WFAN earlier. So here's my thought on Rodgers and the fact that I think it's interesting that they chose now to open the 21 day window. I think it's they're kind of hedging, right? If they go two and one or like three and zero oh over the next three games, maybe there's a chance that Rodgers comes back. It's still not even a hundred percent if that happens. Also, they're not going two and one or three and zero oh in the next three games. Like they're very likely to go one and two at best. They play the Dolphins, they play the Texans next week, and they have the Falcons this week. They're home underdogs in that game. Tim Boyle starting on Sunday. My thought is: is they're likely to be out of it, and and or. Rodgers isn't going to be healthy enough to, like, to feel good about playing at this point, and then they won't activate him in 21 days, and then this cloud won't be hanging over the franchise the final couple weeks of the season, and, like everyone has to answer, like, it's Aaron coming back for the final couple games. Like, it'll be done already, and they won't have to answer all those questions week 16, 17, and 18. That's kind of my thought as to why they did that, like, now, why they chose to do it and open up the practice window. Yeah, I agree. So my best guess is he's not going to play. He could, I just feel like he won't. Probably. Yeah, I right? feel the same way. My my best guess is like he's not gonna play. Yeah, I, I don't think you can ever bet him right now. And you might be like, oh, practice window up like this is the time. I think you're gonna want way more than what's happening right now in order to especially at, at a pretty low price now, honestly, like a twelve to one that you're like yeah, really good chance the guy's not even playing. Can I can I say and, something uh, crazy? And like maybe this is stupid. Yeah. And I mean that sincere, like maybe this is stupid. If you want to bet Rodgers to win comeback player of the year, shouldn't you just bet the Jets to win on Sunday? Because like they lose this game, like he ain't coming back. Or, uh, or like three-team open parlay Jets money line the next three weeks. Like they have sure. to win all of them in order for him to come back to have a chance. I, something like that. It's, it's not stupid. It's or just at like, least the next two because they like, ain't beating the Dolphins in Miami with, with Simeon or Boyle. It's, it ain't happening. Right. Right. It's just it's just not going to happen. And look, like I, we only have 90 seconds left in the segment, but uh, comeback player of the year, I think it's really, really, it's gotten really straightforward. Um, it could be that Hamlin just wins. I, I haven't been into this market a lot in the second half of the season because at the midseason point, it was just a lot of like, yeah, it's him and I, I, a lot of half-baked candidates and nothing and nothing's really come together. So I haven't been betting and which is fine. And it could just be that Hamlin wins, that no candidate comes together. 
Uh, Russell Wilson is like the only candidate that anyone's talking about for this award that isn't Tamar Hamlin. There is a lot of conversation in many media markets about like, should he win? Um, you know, like what this run that Denver's on. Uh, I think he is like the only challenger. And I don't if you even think there is a challenger, which you may not. I think if there is a challenger, it's him. The, again, but this is Sean Payton all over again. They have to win. Like, look what happened to Josh Dobbs. Like he, it's zero in two weeks. He has to win every game. They have to win every game for this to like catch fire and really get going. If you like, Den just bet Denver in the games. Like, there's a chance Demar Hamlin wins anyway. I don't know why you would bet Russell Wilson right now. Like, Denver has to win these games. Just bet Denver. Just bet Denver every week. And if they win, you get the money. Whereas if you bet Russell Wilson and they win, you may still not get the money because Demar Hamlin wins. So I think there's one challenger. I don't know how likely he is to win, but I'd rather just bet the team. Is there want to do more on comeback on the other side? Any other names? Honestly, we're I think that's about? it. We, that's by it. the way, we we got a, a trade in the National Hockey League involving our Vancouver Canucks. What? Oh, oh yeah, and and the early returns I'm seeing on Twitter are positive for Vancouver. We'll talk about no, it on baby. the other side. But Nick and Ken, you better, you bet. And we'll start giving you our bets for tonight.